Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. I hope you haven't tuned out already. It wouldn't be a Ryder Cup episode without some Ryder Cup music from... It's that old, that Ryder Cup music, that Lee Westwood had pimples on his chin. Uh, he was there, but we know that Lee Westwood's been in the Ryder Cup for about 30 years, but he was in that little footage. Wouldn't be a start of an episode without some Ryder Cup music. Welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I've tuned Rocket and Mike in now. I had them on mute there for a while. I was playing my little bit of uh, creative uh, input to this uh, episode. Uh, gentlemen, how are you? Rodney Rocket Heron. I'll go with you first. How are you, mate? See, you're smiling now. You're smiling and laughing. That's the way we like to start the podcast with you, smiling just, and laughing. Just roll with Rocket. Just roll with Rocket. Yeah, sorry. And hopefully Ma Rocket doesn't call me at 9.30 in the morning and tell me how crap my audio is from last week. Well, we'll, um, get, to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute in a little bit of housekeeping for the uh, podcast. Are you sure that was the Ryder Cup like theme music? It sounded like Game of Thrones. I was, I was like thinking, you know... Am I going to sit down and watch Jon Snow and, the, and you know, the Father of Dragons or something like that? Well, if you're the production people of uh, Game of Thrones, you might want to turn to the greatest sporting event in golfing history to uh, pinch a little bit of creativity, just as we did. Uh, Who so, will reign supreme on the Iron Throne? Exactly right. Uh, Magic Mike, how are you, mate? Yeah, very well. Hey. Just uh, plugging away, getting ready, big week. Uh, the two um, bald men of the podcast have uh, had it up. Well, I'm always had it up. But uh, Mike's hatted up, a very special hat. It's a, it's a special fortnight for the young man because the doggies are up and about in the all-Melbourne AFL grand final. Uh, he's got the, flat, the doggies flat cap on. I like it. I don't mind it. No, it's a um, – geez, it's, it's very weird. It doesn't, doesn't feel like finals just yet. I don't know why. I think next week once they sort of start to get um, a bit up and about, then I'll, uh, I'll feel a lot happier. Uh, and I feel a little bit more nervous, but at the moment it just feels like we kind of played a bit of footy interstate and this next week might be a grand final. So it's a bit different. Still won't feel like a grand final when the grand final comes around because it ain't at the home of the grand final. And uh, there ain't much happening in Melbourne town still. No, uh, no more golf. Uh, well, not no more golf, but no golf. We thought there might have been some golf today, but um, the only golf that's being played are the illegal golfers, which uh, are out and about there doing the illegal golf. Um do the right thing. Yeah, Do the right and thing. not repairing their divots, the no, dirt bags. That's it. And uh, we get that's, it. That's, I get it. That's it. I get it. I get. I get why. I talk to people every day. Every. I tell you, I've been at the um, the store, and the phone rings, and people are still buying golf gear. And I really do appreciate anyone that's invested in golf equipment in any of the lockdowns, but the last lockdown in particular, whether it's at my drum and golf store, whether it's the other drum and golf stores through Sydney, through Victoria, or any one of the competitors. If you bought some golf gear off a golf shop guy, thank you very much. But uh, everyone asked me, do you know when we're getting out? You got any? Have you got any insight? You should know. You're, you're the golf guy. And unfortunately, I don't know when we're getting out. Uh, I just turn to the same press conference at 11 a.m. most mornings and uh, look for the direction and... Today, we look for that direction and the direction didn't come. But uh, we do have a few more freedoms. So anyway, enough of the COVID talk. A little bit of housekeeping before we get into it, gent, because we want to talk about Ryder Cup. We've got a little bit of Billy Horschel to uh, unpack, which is sort of Ryder Cup related. But uh, housekeeping. Rocket, yes, do you have your audio? Can we just do an audio check? Because we, we failed on the audio front with you last week, and I apologise to the listeners. Thanks for the feedback. How are you going? Testing, testing, one, two, three, two, two, three, two, two, two for 22. Did you get the check? Very good. Thank you. Uh, that, that seems to be coming through. And thank you to the two upkeepers of performance of this podcast <laughs> and now upkeepers of video performance of the podcast. So 
If you haven't, uh, the, one of those upkeepers of performance is Ma Rocket down there in Port Arthur, Tasmania, who was the first one to chide her young man about the <laughs> lack of audio performance. Um, Apologise. I, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. She's going to give me hell again. Ma Rocket. Please, as the leader of the team, I apologise. I accept full responsibility for the lack of audio performance. Uh, I did stay up till about 2.35 in the morning trying to adjust it. Uh, it was just a task that was too big beyond, and it was beyond my technical capabilities. I just hit the send button. I thought it was fixed. It sounded okay, but it wasn't, so apologies. But thank you for the feedback. And hopefully some of you may have noticed that the podcast uh, – Maybe not every episode, but we will keep it going while it's a good thing. Has gone live with the uh, the YouTube. Uh, we are now uh, YouTubers. It's official. The podcast. You know, and it's not just the the audio episode. I've had it edited. There's an intro. There's some professionalism about it. It's now on YouTube. So the other upkeeper of performance in our podcast. Well, who are? We've only got five listeners. Who are they? Rocket. We've got Ma Rocket. Who's the other one? Oh, it's a couple of the acolytes. Couple of acolytes. Uh, he's up there in the standing of, uh, alongside Mar Rocket. He's my version of Mar Rocket. It's it's Par Flanagan. Uh, he's he's discovered YouTube in his uh, retirement, and uh, he'll be listening to this. So, Dad, how are you? It was his birthday during the week. Happy birthday again! Happy birthday on behalf of everyone that listens to the podcast. Uh, to you, September fourteen. He uh, he looked at the podcast uh, YouTube video because he loves YouTube. He sits there and watches a, a lot of it. And he's now discovered us on YouTube, which is great. And he gave me some feedback. He said, uh, one, trim the mustache. Two, smile. Three, keep your hands away from your mouth. Uh, there was probably four and five and six, but uh, I've really tried to, uh, I'm going to try and implement that. You know, the, it's, it's a work in progress, but, you know, we'll keep playing along with the uh, YouTube. Um, please, and just lastly on the YouTube and a little, a little bit of housekeeping. I did put out another YouTube video, which have you guys seen the YouTube video that I put out? Just I did. Is that a yes, Rocket, or is that a? Uh, I, I think I, I did. It, I haven't. I saw it. I haven't watched it. I, f- I feel like the school teacher asking, "Have you done your homework, son?" <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh. I've been a very, very distracted boy. I I stood there with the cameras rolling uh, down uh, after doing some click and collect work in the in the golf shop and turned the camera on and uh, did a what's in the bag. It's only me prattling on like I am there for about 35 minutes. I couldn't shut myself up, but I, I went through uh, what's in the bag because a lot of people said, oh, what do, you, what do you use? What do you apply? What do you recommend? And all that sort of stuff. So I thought I'll just make a video. The reason why I made a video and put myself out there is A, to try and practice the feedback from Mr. Flanagan. Thank you very much again. Uh, but B, is because I'm in this sort of lockdown period, you know, obviously trying to keep everyone working that works in the team. Drummer Golf have asked me to make a little bit of YouTube video for them, which was a massive compliment. Uh, they're not knowing that I may not made too many YouTube videos, but I've been doing some a little bit of videography in the store with some of the new product releases. So had the pleasure this week, and I wanted to say a shout out and thank you to the guys that have given me their time. Uh, Matty Austin from Ping, uh, he spent a lot of bit of time talking about the new i fifty nine beautiful golf club. Uh, Jonathan Law from Titleist, who works in uh, the Titleist fitting department, uh, we talked about the new Titleist T one hundred, T two hundred, T three hundred. And the U505 uh, Utility Iron, beautiful clubs. And Alex Benji Benjamin, who's previous guest on the podcast, the TaylorMade experiential manager down there at TaylorMade in, in Melbourne in their HQ, runs all their fitting centres and, and ex, etc. All hail the Benji, all hail. <laughs> yeah, well, Benji, there's a, there's a, you've got a fan in Rocket, you know that. But he also, Mike, I, sp- I spoke to Benji during the week. 
he's uh, you've got a fan in Benji yourself. He loves he loves the tippage. He loves the uh, oh, insights. And I ben, like it. Benji, hopefully he's hopefully he's winning lots of money. Well, he was appreciative of the uh, tippage, the tips, and he did want me to pass on the feedback to you. So Benji gave me a little bit of insight into the new MG3 wedges, Milgrind 3 wedges. You should check them out because they're beautiful. Much a big upgrade from the MG2s and the UDI and the P790. So I'm doing a little bit of that, and in turn, uh, we've got to nail dot the I's and cross the T's, but Drummer Golf are going to give this podcast a little bit of support back. You know we've been a little bit secretive with that sort of stuff. You know, I've been trying to separate work and podcast, but anyway, it's... Is that because I'm the security guy? You're the security guy. Well, it's my business being secretive. Oh, well, you might add some value. You might, you know, might need some security consulting at some stage. So you might, you know, we might be able to incorporate that, but I'm sure so, yeah. Uh, that's been the housekeeping of this week. Uh, it's now 10 minutes in. We haven't even talked about any golf. Uh, the British PGA last week, it finished with uh, inter-transcontinental two-tour Terry winning uh, on behalf of the Americans. Bit of a surprise, Mike? It was. Um, I know we talked about it. So I was surprised, as I said last week, that he actually was there. I mean, he, he played the tour championship, got straight on a plane and, and flew over and um, even had enough time. I saw during this week, European Tour posted out on their socials a video of Billy walking the course with, he has a guy that scouts courses and and basically figures out how to play courses for him. Um, he's, he's actually employed by Billy. He does it all around the does it all uh, all around the world for him. Doesn't everyone Rocket. have one of those guys? Um, well, I'm just looking at Rocket's face. I just buy a course guide when I get to a course. If they got one, that's about all I got. <laughs> so hold on, can we just unpack that? So just Billy Horschel yes. has, has a guy yes. on team team Billy team, Ho team Billy yeah that runs around yeah. the world in advance of team Billy arriving, the forward scout. Scouting yeah. out the courses, making mental maps, making plot maps, making green yeah. reading maps on behalf of I didn't of watch the whole video, so he, I sort of skipped through it and watched highlights of it. And he talked about he'd been with him since he won the FedEx. So he's been with him a long time. And so for Wentworth, I found out post that Wentworth's a course that he's loved forever, watched it as a kid and loved the tournament, which is one of the reasons why it makes sense that he's jumped on a plane and flown over. But they showed footage of this coach walking on the fairway and saying, right, this hole here, this is where you want to be. Let's try two or three shots. The back pin's going to be there. It's like almost a four caddy getting there literally ahead of time and and figuring out what's the best way to play this course. I still can't believe it. Rocket's jaw has not lifted more than an inch off the floor. Excuse, excuse any of the background noise if there is sound coming through. I think I failed in my ability to uh, blow dry uh, daughter's hair after a shower. Um, but... <laughs> Has Billy Ho... Ma, Ma Rocket, employ- can you sort this out? Can Ma Rocket, has, please? Has he, has he employed a Navy SEAL to be yes. a forward deployment recon guy? He has, and he's clearly doing... amazing. He's doing a good job because he I've won. I've never heard anything like that in my life. That is like, that is genius. He is. He is. If you're a top-line player, like, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, makes sense. I mean, if you're playing the same courses every year, I'm sure he doesn't need him to walk him through... You know, sawgrass, but he certainly would but help. You think pick about up majors, like other yep. tournaments that you play overseas. Like you think of every major, like send a dude there for like paying, like to go there for a couple of weeks and do recon. Yeah. So this this is this is what he does. So yeah, but, well, he did go low on the final day to did. usurp the uh, the challengers, uh, Kiradeka Apibanrat. Yeah, the rat. 
threw it threw it away, uh, maybe on seventeen. Uh, My mate Laurie Cantor was yeah. one of the one of the little sprinkles we mentioned last week because, and he was two hundred and fifty to one, so that would have been lovely. But he's, how, lost, he's missed by one. How excited were you getting when uh, you know little Laurie was coming down the stretch and you had a couple of little little salt sprinkles? I I, I won't lie, I, I I literally had five dollars on him, so it was still going to be a great day at two hundred and fifty to one. But I, I think I messaged you guys beforehand. I thought, I don't have the feeling he's going to win. Um, I'm, I can't start for this. I'm going to bed. So I didn't watch any of it. So to get up the next day and see that Billy Ho's, I think, birdied the last hole to win by one, <laughs> it was a little probably should have stayed up and watched it. would have been a reasonable go. And he, he had to um, lay up. So he had to get up and down. It was a brilliant third shot. Um, it's a terrible last hole. Of course he has to lay up <coughs> because you've got to lay up off the tee shot. And then still have a ridiculous shot in. Like it's the oh, worst hole ever. Thanks, Ernie. Qu- quite a few eagles. Uh, quite a few guys going for it and, and reaching in too. And, and the way that the pin... Yeah, that because final... all the backboards. Look at all the backboards back no, there. They, they just they landed launch up. it in there. They landed up short. It just feeds down and goes from the right, feeds down to the left. Justin Rose. You know, it was only for a, it was a birdie. But uh, no, it was a three. I can't, did Rose eagle the last? Um, did, I, did Rose Eagle ask to miss out on Ryder Cup selection? I don't know whether it cost him um, Ryder Cup selection, but I mean he shot sixty five in the final round. But I'm not sure whether he he um, he, he had Eagle in the last. Okay, yeah. well, he he slung one in there. It was close. Maybe it was for three, but uh, maybe it was for a birdie. But anyway, um, yeah, Kiradek sort of fell out of bed and uh, yeah, hit three OB. But for, luckily enough, they found the uh, the first one. I have no idea how they fa- found that because I don't know if you watched any of the, that Kiradek play that hole, Mike, but the first oh. one went on the, the out-of-bounds side of that big hedge into someone's stately Wentworth property. Um, he hit another one, which went onto the tennis court, and then he hit another one, which was somewhere in play. Uh, they end up finding the first one, so he made six. But that was it for him. Which, ho- which hole? I think it was 17th. Oh, so because they, they got the OB on left. It's left. actually, it's actually there's OB left and right. Yeah. So because it runs through the finery of, of, of Wentworth. Yeah, because it properties. slopes yeah. right to left. No, left to right, and then the, the hole goes hard dog leg, right to left. Mm. So Curadet went pull pull, and then he then he blocked it right, and uh, he could have been playing you know, his eighth, but end up playing one two drop three. Yep. So nearly four. could have gone pulled it into the pool. Pretty much. And the, and the funny thing was when you're watching the vision, you could see other balls out there. Someone had already had even a left to left. Um, but anyway, Kiradek uh, could have got it, but he he smiled as as he does. You know, Kiradek, he's a character of the tour. and 100%. He's a, yeah. was, he, was he still vaping? Mm, didn't see the vision of him vaping. Probably okay. was, but. It would have been, and his his uh, Lamborghini salesman or his Rolex watch salesman would have been sitting there, just rubbing his hands together, hoping he was going to collect. <laughs> Probably just missed. Uh, goes with the turf. Uh, goes with the turf. Um, yeah. So anyway, who else? Uh, who else was up there and about? Why didn't Bezoiden out? Did Bezoiden? He was he was up yeah, there. He's fifth, fifth in the end. Yeah. So Jamie Donaldson was T two with uh, Barnrad and Cantor, then Bezoiden out. Um, Beef Johnson sixth, Laporta and Rose in in sixth, T six. Why? Why? And, and the other the other sprinkle Crocker. Yeah, it's about the other best finish from Beef for nine. a very long time. Yeah, yeah, it is. He hasn't been up there for a while, has he? No, I think it's the uh, the mental demons have plagued him for the last couple of years. He lost a lot of weight there for a while. 
Really? He sort of, yeah, he, he went on a real fitness kick and lost a bit of weight. I don't know if he's put it all back on, but um, yeah, he uh, he was, uh, well, he finished, I'm just looking at his results now. So in the, in the Irish Open, he was ninth, but then Scottish Open, 102nd, Omega Masters, 60th, 88th, the, the Italian Open. So yeah, nothing since the middle of the year. Was Hoot needing an eagle on the last to potentially win? What? Just didn't hit the drive long enough to go for it in two. Didn't see that, Mike. Didn't see. No, no. I didn't. I didn't see it. No, no. Okay. Hmm. Anyway, it was. Uh, I don't know what what you thought about Billy Horschel winning, but uh, you know, it certainly opened up uh, a bit of media street for him because uh, it gave him access to, you know, voicing his opinions on you know, maybe that he thought he should have got a call from Steve Stricker, Ryder Cup captain, about mm. missing out. Uh, yeah, or at least. Uh, Look, you're not getting in, but this is why. It just didn't. It just got uh, radio silence. Well, at least he doesn't have his wife controlling his Twitter account. Just basically, just doing a hatchet job on Steve Stricker. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, the talk about the American team, you know, that average age under thirty. It's a total average, average IQ under ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's a total new look compared to a, a Team USA that we've been used to. You know, you look back mm. over the last few Ryder Cups and who's been there, and, and none of those guys are there. No Ricky, no Webb, uh, no, yeah. no uh, Phil, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's, there's just young guys. And, and it's maybe, actually a really good team. Yeah. It's actually a really good team. Um, so banking on the rookies, a lot of rookies in there. But um, are they imploding already? You know, because like, there's a lot of... There's a lot of uh, stuff going on, you know, the Patrick Reed, uh, Twitter's, you know, war, Brooks, Brooks has, you know, created the, a bit of beef there with the team. The Brooks yeah. one is going to be the biggest challenge because is he going to be fit enough? Yeah, he's made his comments that I've seen. Mm. If anyone hasn't known, I'm five weeks sober now from social media, so I'm watching nothing. So I've got, I got Mike sending me <laughs> screenshots of stuff going, <laughs> you have to see this, I forgot you're not on Twitter. <laughs> and so I get a giggle. No, it's, it's it's exactly what you said, mate. It's the biggest story. He's he's, he's hurt his wrist um, and withdrawn from Tour Championship. Now that probably cost him hundred grand, hundred and fifty US. So money's money. Um, but I was it was just really interesting comments today. Look, and I didn't watch a press conference. I'm only reading the script. Um, so, and when you read the script, you can it doesn't take tone into count, into account. So, effectively, what it gleams from it is he's just effectively saying it's a different week, Ryder Cup week. It's it's really um, you know you've got to be up and about. It's not like a major. A major, I can kind of do what I want. I can stay calm, do my practice round, do my own thing. Whereas Ryder Cup's not about that. And it was almost echoing. This is a team thing. I really like the individual thing. But to talk about that the week before, it's such a weird thing to do. Yeah, and, and he's been quite public about, you know, why he took up golf because he he loves the individual nature of it more than mm. anything because that's just his personality. So team sport isn't quite his thing and it's, it's going to yeah. really depend on... Um, you know, who he plays with. So yeah. if, if Mr. Stricker has got half a brain, he should be playing um, Berger with with Brooks because they played at FSU together, Florida State University, for those that don't like acronyms. Yeah. Um, so you just play those two together because it's, they're just, they'd be just a perfect sort of pigeon pair. They're both 
kind of stubborn. They've they both know each other, um, and I think they would work well together. And that's mm-hmm. that's the other thing is that we'll call it pivot away from books and all the Bryson stuff that'll just get drummed up by the media. It's just making sure that you pair the right people together and play the people that you need to solve your problems with foursomes. Four balls is not your problem. Foursomes is your problem. And that's personality and finding the right people that can just golf the ball the right way and not just go for the the bomb and slappers. Mm. So Bryson shouldn't even be allowed to... He shouldn't play any foursomes. If, if, if Bryson plays, I guarantee that team will not win. Yeah, it's funny you think about who they'll they'll partner him up with. Um, just looking at the list, I mean, obviously there's people that they just won't put him with. Um, he's not going to play. I mean, he's slow, so he doesn't want to play with someone fast. Um, I just think that they're better off putting him with no one. Maybe Morikawa, Morikawa, or uh, I mean, or oh, uh, God forbid, Colin. No, see but, again, it's foursomes. So foursomes is foursomes is still. The reason the Europeans nail foursomes because they don't, they're not, if you just look at them and it was, you know, the, the driving distance thing, right? Mm. The Europeans are not the longest. But mm. the thing is, though, what they've got the most of is Tita Green, really good ball strikers. Yep. So you put, put all of them together. So when it comes to foursomes, they kill everyone because they hit it more fairways, more greens than anyone. And they put themselves in the position to win holes. You don't have to have the best putters. You have to be okay around the greens and putting. And that's what that's where the Europeans um, outstrip the the US mm. because the US don't know how to play foursomes. They don't know how to just be good proper strategy people. Yeah. So so effectively, Bryson's not a strategy person, like flat no. out. So he should not play foursomes whatsoever. And That'd if he is, if they decide to play him with foursomes. I'm looking at the list of people, and I can't even think of the right person to play with him. I'd, I'd only the only reason I say Morikawa, and the other one I look at is Finau, is because both of those guys just seem like their personality is just they would be nice to whoever it is. They're Doesn't not going to be fast, yeah. and they're just yeah. going to be be teammates. Who's going to be the Webb Simpson of this? Exactly, team? exactly. Yeah, yeah and they're the only two point. that I'd peg. Good point. Because um, he's not playing with DJ. He's not playing with Brooks. I can't certainly see not him. playing with Patrick Cantlay. <laughs> no. And he's not I can't see him, him and Spieth. I can't see him and JT. No. You're Spieth running out J- of numbers. Spieth and JT will play together in foursomes and four balls. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. Maybe the only other person might be Xander. Yeah. Maybe. Um would Webb yeah. would Webb Simpson, you know, the he gets talked about a lot on the podcast. We love Webb Simpson. Would would Webb have been in as a captain's pick if Patrick Reed made it in. Yep, he would have. Because yeah, he, he, he was sort of unlucky to miss out. Like he was on the yeah you know, one of the ones like Billy Ho on the periphery. So, so you yeah. go, again, you go back to you go back you go back to the previous Ryder Cup, and you go back to even the Presidents Cup when when Webb Simpson played with with Patrick Reed at the Presidents Cup. Patrick Reed is not a tee to green guy. He's a short game guy. So the reason that that oh, I still don't even understand why. They were played to get why he even was allowed to play foursomes because you need to have Tita Green and Patrick is not that. So Webb is too many times Webb's playing from junk. Yeah. 
and he's not long. I mean, no. it's no secret that they're, they're looking for some for players here with length, and he doesn't tick that box. I mean, he, he's an exceptional player. So, so actually, but actually, he's not long. actually, if Stricker's got half a brain, he should be playing. Who was um was it Cantlay and Shoffley that were paired together during the Presidents Cup? Um, there's a team because there's a I'm trying to remember who um, Patrick played with during the Presidents Cup because they were just unbeatable. I actually have to look it up now. Mm. That does ring a bell. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I can't. I can't remember because when we were there, I was too busy. You know, trying to gag you from yelling out terminal velocity from all around <laughs> the course. Hey, you weren't near me that at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Terminal velocity. <laughs> did he hear me? Only, did he hear me? I only, only did it once. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, Cantley, Cantley Shoffley. There you go. They they they, they lost the foursome the four, the Thursday four balls to Eamon Hadwin. So again, Eamon Hadwin ball strikers. Then they played Hadwin Neiman. They won that one. They lost to Answer and Im again ball strikers. But the thing is, uh, and then they beat Im and Smith. In the foursomes, you know, Cantlay, Shoffley. Hmm. It's a good. It's a good team. Yep. So who are the rookies? Who are the rookies in the US team? We've got uh, Morikawa. Um, we've got Berger. Who else have we got? Uh, I think Harris might be a rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Tony. No, Tony's been been before. Has he? Yep. Did he, did he play in France? Pretty sure uh, he did. And then uh, Scotty. Scotty Chef. Chef, of course, yeah. And twenty. When was the last Ryder Cup? It was twenty sixteen, wasn't it? No, it was twenty eighteen. Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup, yeah, in France. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, France. What was twenty sixteen? Oh, what am I doing? I keep thinking it's every four years. It's not the Olympics. No, it's the Ryder Cup. Or <laughs> well, the America's Cup. It's, it's the Ryder Cup. Um, Let's hope they never change the Ryder Cup to make it into what the America's Cup uh, now is. Foil boats. That's diabolical. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure that won't happen. There's a there's a quick uh, rockets rabbit hole. Go look for the Swan Lager ad from 1983. They said you'd never make it, but you finally know, um, came through. <laughs> sing, it, sing it, Rocket. Jeez. Loose Rocket. You on the Kraken? You on the Kraken's Rocket? No, uh, my my. Um, my trusty engineer bought me a, a nice j- new Japanese um, single malt. Oh, so it is. Thank you. Oh, so it is, not Yeah. So who did we, sorry, who did we say were uh, captains, uh, sorry, first up captains, because I can't even remember anymore. So you had Scheffler, uh, Cantlay. Yeah. No, sorry. Um, no, Cantlay, mate. No, Burger. Cantlay, yeah, Burger. So you had the the first three, I think, were picked was like Burger, Spinow, and... Harris, and then yeah. you had Xander, Xander, Scotty, and Spieth. Spieth was the other one. I think Spieth was in the first three. It's a good team. Like, it's yeah. solid picks. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you look at the guys they brought in, Finau, Long, Scheffler, Long. Um, yeah, they, they stack up. Scotty's got the right temperament. A big time event. I, I, I yeah. actually, you know, I listened to the shotgun start one when they talk about Scotty Scheffler in terms of, you know, he just turns up, or it might have been the no laying up one. I can't remember. I've lost mm-hmm. track. But, you know, you think about his record in big events, he hasn't won anything, mm-hmm. but he turns up. 100%. Uh, I got he's going to turn up. 
And uh, well, his his results this year in the majors is 18th at the Masters, 8th at the PGA, 7th at the US Open, and 8th at the the Open. That's reasonable golf. I and think he's, they rattled off his majors for the last like eight majors, and like he's only had one outside of the top 20 or something. And Texas lad, the wind gets up, he'll thrive uh, on a oh, long yeah. windy track, and, yeah. and it probably will there as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Look. Sounds like you two guys have written off uh, my boys in the European team. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. No. Oh, sorry. Sounds like it, but uh, no. Okay. No, we're just what? talking about the American team. Okay. They're, they're, they're a really good team, but the thing is that comes down to is Steve Stricker going to be a Ryder Cup captain or is he going to be a shill for the Sith Lords of Ponte Vedra? And if you had to have a sprinkle or two, Caridi style. What would you, what what way would you sprinkle? Oh, he's just, he's a he's a potential Sith Lord, right? Just, Sa- just sabotage. You know, it's easier to talk about it, but I just can't see. You know, the the American team gelling like, you know, that sort of Ryder Cup team environment that that is required to 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 win and to perform and to lift each other and to. You know, I've never been to a Ryder Cup. I told you the story many times about you know getting tickets and not being able to go, mm. and and Peninsula District Pennant isn't anywhere near like Ryder Cup. But I know how it felt when I played in that sort of team, and and what I would do for the rest of the other people in that team. So extrapolate that by the factor of a thousand million, and yeah. the European team just ooze that, ooze that, and I, I, they do. I don't, and they've got that in their favour, but I think. How many times does do you need to roll up the newspaper and whack the dog on the nose before they learn? Like, it, I, I, I think that every man and their dog knows the European team wins because they're a champion team, not a team of champions. Now, surely, surely the US team's taking that into account and are going to have to play team like golf. Don't have th- to. I, well, my tip is they probably won't. They're probably... Stuck on their egos, thinking we just beat these guys because we're better, you know, ranked, better players, younger, stronger, longer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So let's not worry about that. Let's just, you know, I think someone was on. It might have been Brooks. It might have been some of the Brooks comments, like, you know, I've got to do things in this environment that I don't have to do in a normal normal week for of a major, and it's yeah. it's different. And you know, it was giving me the impression that he didn't like doing the team-oriented things and having to turn up to dinners, meals, et cetera, et cetera, you know, when someone else tells him rather than on his own volition. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, well, you think about the personalities, right? If you go, well, let's break it down, the personalities, and I'll just read them off. Daniel Berger, are you going to see him doing some fist pumps? Yeah, maybe. Patrick Cantlay? No. No. Bryson? Yes. Don't even start. He'll, 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 he'll be he'll, a lunatic. He, he'll, he'll fist pump putting his socks on. <laughs> Harris English? No. Reckon, I, I, he's a Georgia boy. I can, I can see him getting involved in the team. Oh, quite, boy. quiet. Oh, but... a, the, you know, went to Georgia University. Is now infecting this podcast, is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tony? Yeah. He's, he, yep. oh, he's, the right, he's, he's, he's made of the right stuff. Yep. DJ? No. He's still thinking about grounding his club. No, actually, he wouldn't. He would have forgot. He's not even going to remember that he's playing at Whistley Straits and what happened. Brooks, I, I love him, but he's whatever. Colin, yes, 
I think there's a little there, there's he may look like a little bit of a robot, but I think there's a little bit underlying where he's he's made of the right stuff for Ryder Cup. Yeah. Xander, yes. Scotty, I reckon so. 100%. Jordan and JT, like they are the epitome. They they they're like the the young Ian Poulter's, hmm. but with majors. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I that's think a that's a perfect call. set. All those, all those, exactly yeah. what you called out. But I think the, the key is going to be DJ doesn't need to do anything. Doesn't need to fist pump, but he's got to bring his A game. Oh, big time! If he doesn't bring his A game, well, he's who, holding who, up space. Who, who who would they play him with? Once upon a time, you'd say Brooks, but I don't know that they're going to do no, that now. I don't can't. know how well they, they get along. They, they can't play together. Yeah, is Berger so, someone who? Did I hear that he's someone that might be likely to get in uh, someone else's face? You know, he might, you know, like he, yeah, is, it, is that is that someone you'd put in with a DJ, you know, like to... No, be, him and Brooks, no, you put him and Brooks together. All right, okay. He, he's the perfect foil yeah. for Brooks. Right. And and the other thing as well, then, as I said before, they they both know each other because they both played in the same Florida State um, University team together. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Does someone well, get sat out? Get Is, does Bryson get sat until the singles? Should. Should? Oh, Look, playing him in four balls is probably okay. Just depends on who you're playing with. Yeah. But you can't play him in foursomes. Yeah. He's too He's too loose. Okay. And, and Whistling Straits is not a place that you can be loose. Yeah, you know, it's a long course. It's going to play pretty long in September. What are we? End of September. Mm. So you've got the autumn. It's going to be colder in up. In that part of the world, so yeah, the course is going to play long. But if you're missing fairways, you know you're going to put your teammate in the worst position, and you can't have a loose unit like that just lacing away at drivers with no strategy, just trying to overpower a very very long course, and you know, just do this all the time. Yeah, no, I agree. And look, if you think about the guys that are in versus the guys that are out, and I know uh, Ross, you gave me lots of. Um, Notice today to um, have a look at some driving distances and stuff. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Hey, I was driving. Um, I was driving home from work. I was still. In the car. <laughs> um, it's it's a bit of a tricky one when you want to look at driving distance because when they measure it as a stat, they don't measure every drive. They they pick two holes each tournament, and they use those as the measurement for what your average driving distance is. They'll try to make sure that they put going in different directions so there's no wind pushing it around. So if I just looked at driving distance, it's a stat that I don't love just because as a, as a standalone because you might get someone who, for instance, is playing a par five and is a reasonably long hitter. So say Tony Finau, and he might tell for three wood, uh, whereas someone else might hit it driver the same distance. And when you look at the driving distance for the day, they measure up exactly the same, but we know that Tony's a longer driver than he is. So I cross-checked that with strokes gained off the tee, which will pick up a bit more data. And if you look at the guys they've brought in, they all, you know, Scheffler, when you add, add those together, he's, he's, he's ranking in both of those, he's ranked 27 on tour on average between two. Finau, 34, right? So two, two guys they've brought in. The guys that missed out, Kevin Nah, 169. Kevin Kisner, 164. Patrick Reed, 132. Webb Simpson, 114. So when you're looking at people for driving distance, the guys that are just outside, 
they're miles away. Oh, they're, they're, they're so far down the rankings. It, it looks very clear as to where they've gone with, with the captain's picks. Yeah, no poofers, no poofers that no poofers. are whistling straight. No, no, you need to bring the big lumber um, and and that's it. And, um, you know, Billy Horschel is probably the only one that you could look at because he's ranked 116 on tour he's, in distance. Yeah, he's, but he's not short. No, not, but he's no. 35th. In off the tee, so he's gonna he's gonna make up for neglecting yeah. on the distance by by fairways hit. So again, I still think he's probably first ultimate. I mean, certainly not Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed is absolutely yeah, there, there's someone it. there's someone to there's someone to play with Bryson, <laughs> Bryson and Batten boy. <laughs> so be, I, I would like to see him get in. I really would. I, I, you know, if, if Brooks is injured and he's gonna miss, uh, if that does occur in the next week, I'd really like to see Porsche get in. And again, he's the right sort of person to have there as well. Oh, absolutely, another Florida boy, yeah. Um, and he he is he'd be very much firing him up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we like we like the US team. We like what what he's done. It's gonna be I'm, interesting. I'm still mm. I'm still of the camp that may uh, maybe you know their previous behaviours. They still might not learn, but. Could be wrong. I'm, I'm well, not. Well, to, we can we can go through the European team. Let's go top well, to bottom. Well, we have we've given twenty five we'll twenty five minutes to the US team. We've got to give equal amount of time to my team. Well, we've got we've got Paul Casey Popeye, who's been playing really well. You know, he's he understands what it's all about. Mm-hmm. We've got Matty Fitz Fitz Magic. Um, what's this? He's going to be second second Ryder Cup or something like that. Seems so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's not long, but the thing is, though, he's just going to be a really—he's going to be thereabouts. He's going to grind someone and just annoy the living suitcase out of him. Yep. Actually, he'd be the sort of person I'd love to be up against Bryson because he would drive Bryson mental. <laughs> then we've got um, the hair, Mister Fleetwood. Now, now they're talking about someone who better bring their bring their A game. He doesn't have uh, Francois Molinari mm. anymore, mm-hmm. uh, so we need to pair him with someone else. Um, we've got. Sergio is back, baby. He's back. We've got my man Tyrrell. There is no more passionate man on the planet than Tyrrell. You know, there is an expectation that there's going to be something snapped over the knee. That's that's for sure. Uh, then we've got Victor. I think he's a uh, rookie. Victor's going to be a rookie. Mm-hmm. Mr. Lowry's back and back in form. Like You look at all of them. You've got people that have got a little bit of fight, a little bit of passion. We've got Roars. There's no, no, there's no more um, passionate sort of rider cupper than than Roars. Um, we'll probably be rocking no cap because it pro- might be a Nike thing, bit of scuttlebutt. Uh, and then we've got my man in the background. The best video you'll ever see when a man talking to his son, 2016, Ian Poulter to Joshua Poulter, the man that is that is the epitome of the rider cup, Poulter. He is the man. Then we've got Rambo, like the feisty Spaniard. Then we've got Burnt Cheeseburger. No idea what he's going to bring. And then we've got Westy, bit of Westy Island. The, the, the man, the, I think, after his 2016, I think 2016 Ryder Cup, which he stunk at, he is going to absolutely come out all guns blazing because his last six months have been a bit light on. So maybe he's been down in Portugal, you know, a couple of vineyards with the, with the bride 
and uh, he's ready to go out on a on a high note and give those uh, septic tanks a bit of a whipping. How many Ryder Cups for Lee Westwood? I, oh. I couldn't count that many stars against his name of the stars. You know, he's been he's been there for about thirty, must be thirty years. I think twenty eighteen was the only one he's he's missed in recent times, unless I'm mistaken. But I think he's been in every one since like ninety. Five ninety-seven. Yeah, right. Uh, he was quoted during the week saying, "I don't care much about golf anymore. It doesn't bother me. I don't think too much about it, but I think a lot about the Ryder Cup." So, uh, mm. you know, nah, he's he, he's like in a footballing sense. You know, he's that old guy that plays in a certain position in a in a football team, soccer team. I'm talking about not Aussie rules. That uh, doesn't matter how old they get, they just always get the better of their opponent, whether it's mentally, physically. They always find a way to shake someone down, and uh, I think he fits that sort of role. And he's, he's the one, to, whoever, let's, let's say it's Victor Hovland or, you know, um, or Cheeseburger, any one of the rookies, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets paired with one of them just to yep. keep him on the keel, yep. on the mm-hmm. even keel. Yep. And you can see those guys there. I mean, you've summed it up perfectly around why they're there. I mean, we talked about the stats, um, how the US guys stacked up. The, the the Euros probably have the better numbers. I mean, Rory ranks third overall in the PGA when you combine driving distance and off the tee. He's ranked top five in both stats. Uh, Sergio ranks number 10. Um, he's 16th in driving distance and third in off the tee. And, and Ram is literally a freak show. I mean, he's, he's driving distance. He's ranked 19th on the PGA to a second off the tee. Tee to green first and eighth in approach. Um, he's hands down the best golfer in the world by a long, long way. But then when you look at Westy and, and Pultz, Pultz's stats don't tell a great story, but he's playing good golf. You it's know? a Ryder Cup. And it's a Ryder, exactly. He's going to lift matter. people. He's going to lift people. And Westy's the same. Westy's played good golf. He's, you know, he's had a great year. He's, he's definitely um, better playing better golf now in the last couple of years than he's played in a very long time. And that's why they're there. They, they, you don't need everyone to be John Rahm. You need you need some people there that are going to tie, tie it together. And, and you look at all of them. They're all, all you know, the, the, probably the weakest tee to green guy is probably Poulter. Everyone else, you could hands down just go, do you know what? They're going to be, whatever the stats are from strokes gain tee to green, most of them are top, just top line players and there can be streaky putters and that's okay in these yep. kind of weeks. You bang but on. The thing, but the thing is that they're, they're, especially when it comes to foursomes and then even the four balls, tee to green, you just need, keep keep it on the straight and narrow in the foursomes and the four balls, you just need to have, you, you can be streaky. Hmm. So it doesn't matter. It's, yep. it's a perfect combination. No, that's it. And look, you bang exactly what you said is exactly right, mate. Um, Poulter's ranked 96 on the PGA Tour tee to green. Um, Fleetwood 86 off probably less runs, but um, outside of that on the Euro team, there's nobody sitting on the PGA Tour ranking outside of the top 20 in Tita Green. That's some good, good, good golf. Yeah, I, this course. I'm. I get a little bit. Uh, there's not too much TV that I that I watch other than a bit of Coronation Street. Um, you know, that's a bit of a family affair. Coronation under, Street under under duress. Ah, uh, you know, once you once you watch a seasonal seventeen, and you know, you get, you yeah, you, know, you follow the themes and the tunes and the uh, the storylines. Yeah, you, you do get hooked at Coronation Street. Um, I hope I haven't turned anyone off. Uh, but there is a show on at the moment that I really like, and 
it's that uh, SAS show. Yep. And not oh. so much about the, the 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 celebrities. I actually like the English one when I get the chance to watch that. But I like Ant Middleton and I like uh, DS Foxy and Pultz and Westy are the Foxy and Ant Middleton of the Ryder Cup team. You know, like get in their face and they're going to tell them what to do. And, you know, the, the, the newbie's going, yep, no worries, no worries, Mr. Poulter, no worries, Mr. Westwood. No, and off they go. And and, and uh, that's how I sort of see those guys. You know, that's how I, I would hold them. If they come up to me and said, do this, I'd just go and do it. Hmm. If Poulter is not, this is probably going to be the last Ryder Cup that he probably makes it into, potentially. Unless he does something, you know, you never know. He might drop off for 12 months and then just have a, a stellar into his twilight years. Um, but here's the thing is that it should be a guarantee. Like, if they don't ever make that man a Ryder Cup captain, they need to be struck down. Yeah. Oh, he, he would be locked in for multiple, surely. Give it to him every year. There's and no one that lives and breathes it like this man. No one. You were right. Um, I listened to the podcast, the Nerling Up one, with um, Luke Donald this week, and he talked about them announcing a couple of extra um, captains, and he said that there would be people that would get named late because they're in the mix. And lo and behold, who gets called up today? Your boy, Stenson. So he must have been really close. Mm. He was, he was, you know, like it, it came down to the wire, you know, like we joked last week about Sergio and, and Phil Kethel up in Sydney, you know, quoted us going, you know, is there a, I said, is there a uh, Ryder Cup without Sergio? And, and Rocket's retort was, yeah, this one. And hey, I don't know. I don't know where I was getting my mail from, but Sergio's it, 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 it was, it was probably, it was probably a really hard call. And it would have been one of those things where <clears throat> it would have been hard to split them. Like, to be honest, because Stenson... The unfortunate thing is that Stenson hasn't had a great last 12 months, 12, 18 months. Let's be honest, he hasn't been great. And he left his run probably just a little bit late. As did Rose. As did Rose. You know, Rose Rose and Stenson have left their runs a bit late. You know, a lot of people are saying that Rose was hard done by, you know, played great at Wentworth. You'd expect him to play great at Wentworth. He's played there a gazillion, bazillion times. thing is, though, Sergio is just a pure freak, right? You can see he's got a little bit of form. He's been all right in 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 twenty twenty one, and he's the sort of person where it's like it doesn't it kind of doesn't matter. He's you just need a spark, mm. and, and I, he's that guy. And and the tiebreaker is the same stats we just we've talked about. I mean, I'm going on Euro Tour stats. Stenson's ranked one hundred and sixty sixth in driving distance and one hundred and fifty third off the tee, whereas on the on the US Tour Sergio is. 16th in driving distance and third off the tee. Like that's if you're looking at a tiebreaker, you're picking the guy that's that's got the distance and hitting fairways. It's funny you look at his swing and everything like that, and you just don't think he's going to be that kind of ball striker. Mm. He is tee to green, really, really good. Mm. Oh yeah. Does Does yeah. Sergio have the uh, ability to get under the skin factor as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He gets fired up. He does. It's a Spaniard. He's a Spaniard. If he's not getting under the skin of someone, you know what country is he from? Hmm. I've played beach volleyball against these clowns. They're dirty, cheating buggers. <laughs> Does uh, Sergio get paired with uh, John Rahm at any stage in the foursomes or four ball? No, yeah. that's just too much. Too much? Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> oh, I reckon they will. It'd, actually, do you know what? It'd be pretty awesome. Though. They will, for sure. They'll be... Uh... Oh, it's Padraig. Of course, it's Padraig Harrington. Of course he is. He's Irish. He's oh. not going to do anything conventional. <laughs> 
be interesting to see. I, I, that's probably part of the uh, fun. I think is is one those um putting those those T T um T groups actually, out. I can't actually, wait. Actually, actually, and and Poulter. They're, yep, they're, I, I reckon Tyrrell and Poulter. That, that there's there's the there's the there's the terrible twosome. Does Westy does Westy get pinned with uh, Fleetwood at any stage? No, maybe not. Is there anyone I reckon, that Fleetwood? I reckon, maybe I, I can see Westy. Uh, two, the, um, two the same. Yeah, I reckon I can see those two sitting a bit. To be honest, um, I think uh, yeah. the one that's probably I could see um, Rory. I could see playing with Shane Lowry. I think you'll go. You know, I think you'll like that matchup. Um, I can see the Spaniards together. Casey's, you know. Playing great golf, maybe with Fitzy, but I don't know. Westy and Westy's one that I could see just plodding his way through. He's going to be the glue holding it together, but I don't think he's going to be playing every 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 match. Yeah, and they'll probably, as I said before, I reckon they'll plonk plonk him with the rookies to keep mm-hmm. him. You know, I, I could see him and Victor Hovland playing together. Yep. That would be a really good. Yeah, that would be a really good matchup. Yeah, love that. Yep. Fleet, Fleet Burger, you know, like we had uh, Molly Wood, but can we have a Fleet Burger? <laughs> yeah, why not? Burnt cheesewood. <laughs> Weeswood. Weeswood. No, that's fleet burger's better. Hey, you heard, it, you heard it here first. Could yeah, be a t shirt. Could be a t shirt. You wait, you wait. If they get paired together and they win and they end up having memes in, you know, sleeping with a cup together in bed and it's fleet burger, you heard it here first. McBurger is probably going to be the one you'd think with the uh, at the McDonald's sponsorship down the down the line. Actually, Sergio and Ram just sending them off first. <laughs> the place you know would be... that would be that would be. Do you know what that would be the that would be the perfect thing? Actually, you'd be like, I'm going to send them off first. Could you imagine the first tee <laughs> with those two lunatics firing right up? That is just. It's actually. <laughs> actually, do you know what? I'm going to take everything I said back. You're right, Mike. That would be the perfect. I would love it. Please, please, Padraig, make well, this happen. The famous, make this happen. The famous, uh, the famous story from last time was JT and and Spieth walking to the first tee, and they hadn't figured out who was going to tee off first because oh, they yeah. just hadn't thought about it. And yeah. as they're walking out, they could hear the noise and the, and the crowds. And he teed off five wood or a seven wood, and he said uh, he, he always uses it off the ground. Never uses a tee. And um, he said, I was wrapped because if I put a peg under it, he said, I don't think I would have hit the ball. He was that nervous. So it's it's a big, big, oh, I tried to get the picture in the background, but, you know, it's it's not it's not golf. That, that first tee shot is not normal for golf. It's it's different. You know, it's the, the atmosphere is completely unlike anything else. Mate, mate of mine went to the 2016 one and uh, when he came back, he said to me, he said, if you don't see a Ryder Cup once in your lifetime, he said, you're doing yourself a disservice. He said, there is nothing, nothing like it. Yeah. Nothing. He said, especially being an Australian and you're in neutral ground, he said, yeah. there is nothing like this on the ground. He said, he's been to a lot of other big events and he said, oh, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't describe it, yeah. the atmosphere for, for four days. Rome. We are there, Mike. Rome. <laughs> we are there. Hey, the no laying up guys are getting paid by BMW to drive drive up there and do that, and then the uh, yep. shotgun start guys are driving an RV. I'd be happy with the RV yeah, the Bixby The Bixby bus. I'd be happy with the RV option. I will take the single bunk. 
I'll sleep on the floor. I don't care if it's a three berth, four berth. I'll sleep in the driver's seat. If That's you guys, an 180B sponsoring. If you guys are there, I will drive. No Master RX2. <laughs> rotary. Rotary. If they still let people with British passports in Europe at, by that stage, I'm there. Yeah. Well, we're getting closer. Mm, exactly. What about what about maybe a Falcon, Falcon panel wagon, a panel van, or something like that? I would sleep in the front seat of one of those. If you guys were in the back, uh, been there, done that, had my time in the back. Sandman. No, it was, tor- H- it was tor- HQ HQ Sandman. Was, well, we were we were we were more cultured than that in Cessnock. Uh, we had the uh, Toyota Corona Maroon station wagon. That's, that's station awesome. wagon, yeah. Corona station wagon, yeah. Can't, they don't want a Corona, yeah. You can't buy one now, you can't see them, they don't exist because they're, they're rare. And uh, yeah, that's what I that's what I was wagging museums. That's what I was wagging around with. I thought it was the biggest car in the world. Um, yeah, that's awesome action. Corona station wagon, that, that if you've if you've stayed. <laughs> Oh, geez. If my dad stayed on this long to listen, you know, he, he could jump on and tell a story about what I did with the Corona station wagon. I'll tell it anyway. I, um, he was overseas. He was in Scotland visiting my granddad who was ill and I snuck back home to see a girlfriend. I was working in Sydney. I'd taken mum's car. I drove back up midweek to see the girlfriend that was in the hometown. Uh, they didn't like the girlfriend that I was seeing at the time. Uh, maybe because I didn't tell them I had a girlfriend. Uh, the next thing I know, I get the knock on the door police so i was at the girlfriend's house and i said uh anyone know anything about a maroon corona station wagon and i was like yeah it's mine it's just over there and they looked and they said no not over there it's down there i'd left the handbrake off it rolled down the hill across the road and through the fence of someone's house (laughs) (laughs) making making that call to uh murray in scotland while he's you know visiting my little granddad wasn't the greatest moment of my life let me tell you that so no. that's yeah, there we go a bit of history that I'd forgotten when we talked about wagons and touring in wagons and you know who gets to sleep at the back and who gets to sleep at the front brought up memories of the uh, Corona station wagon. So you're not oh, driving, and so if you good. are driving, we need to make sure the handbrakes on. Well, they're all automatic the these days, Mike, aren't they? They're electric. They park themselves these days. Uh, anyway, um, true. So who are we? I've got another couple of little bits of housekeeping uh, to do. I think I fixed the audio rocket. I'm going to have to make a, a public apology, maybe. Maybe I had the volume of the computer down. Maybe that has an impact. I don't know. Nah, it's probably me because mm. I did. Have, I did have a problem during work, and it might be how I'm sort of facing the microphone, whether I'm my angle. I don't know. No, it will sound better today. Um, who we, I'm tipping Europe. I'm. I cannot go with that. Uh, you know, my British passport in one hand and my Aussie passport in the other hand. So it's got to be Europe for me. I want. I want Europe to win. Okay, Magic. Uh, I'm going to say the U.S. is going to win. Um, and sadly, I think it, they'll win comfortably. Okay. Sorry. Uh, how many... Uh... That was a downer, wasn't it? That really that really softened the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope I'm wrong. Don't get, I'm not betting on it. I'm not going anywhere near it. I I just, that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, it's little have, little hard taps. Have you got anything there to you know stump on your chest? No. You, you, know, you got a logo there. You, um, no. How many? We have a few little, um, you know, mimu sprinkles. Nah, look. The only thing I'll ever really look at when it comes to these sorts of tournaments is I'll um, I'll try and pick some multi some numbers up. So whoever goes out the teams, I'll try and pick the winner of each each one. 
and multiply it out. So if you're getting $2 in each, it's 2 times 2 is 4 times 2 is 8 Have money on that at $8 and that's about it. But it'll be more of a just, I'm just more interested in watching it than anything else. Okay. Uh, Rocket, anything else from you? I've got a couple of little housekeeping bits to finish up on. One little public service announcement, one little thank you. I don't have anything particular. You know, five weeks sober on the socials has been weird. It's been actually quite refreshing. I, I have a wee rabbit hole. It's not really rabbity hole, but it we'll call it a. It's been very helpful for me. Okay. Anyone well, doesn't anyone doesn't know who Tim Ferriss is? Tim Ferriss in terms of F E R I S, bit of an entrepreneur dude. A um, little bit unique. Uh, there's a video that he does which I watched about four or five weeks ago, and this was the driver behind the Killing the Socials. And it's just, he calls it about note-taking and journal. It's like 19 minutes. Uh, I don't follow exactly everything he does to the rule. I sort of adapted it to what I do, and it's been a bit of a game-changer for me on a day-to-day basis. Just, uh, yeah, reducing the inputs, getting a lot of the rubbish out of the head onto paper in early in the morning. The brain's been going into overdrive. I did have about four or five days where I was, um, my brain was going so fast. I had some pretty ordinary sleep nights. Okay. Well, it is a proven technique uh, for mental performance, uh, journaling. Uh, and that leads me into, and thank you for doing so, uh, one of my little public service announcements. So one of the lockdown projects that uh, Jamie Glazier and I started last year was to turn his content into some uh, his training and his learning, his mental performance uh, coaching into an online environment, which we did via the Insight Golf Academy. Well, we decided that we would take that up a notch. So I spent the last, uh, any sort of down downtime I've had, is helping uh, Jamie build a new website and a, basically a new brand, which all of his work is now encompassed under, called mentalmastery.com.au. And that is the all-inclusive membership hub for Jamie's coaching. So you can jump onto mentalmastery.com.au for the price of a few golf lessons a year. You can get access to maybe about five or six digital courses of uh, Jamie's work, video courses, where you know you can receive training on the same techniques that he teaches his elite athletes, he teaches his uh, club golfers. You know, the stuff that he'd be talking to Lucas about, PGA Tour, Australia's very own PGA Tour graduate this year. He will be. Uh, he talks about it in that course. It's a membership, so there's all his blog articles. Uh, can communicate and ask questions. So I've been working on that. So if anyone is interested, mentalmastery.com.au. Uh, there's a bronze, silver, gold, and platinum membership. Love to see you over there and uh, doing getting some of Jamie's uh, training because it's you can't get it any other way. You have to see him face to face, and you have to see him face to face at great expense. That's a great investment. Because as everyone knows, there's so many quotes about it. You know, golf is, you know. Largely played between the ears. Yeah, it's like, you know, Ben Hogan said, you know, the, the, the part of golf is played six, it's, it's six inches. It's in between the ears. You know, golf is 90% mental and, you know, 110% even more mental. So thanks for reminding me about that with journaling because journaling is one of the techniques and, and um, strategies. Oh, is that, it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, uh, Jamie talks to his uh, golfers about, you know, talking, having performance journals, you know, like even just mental scorecards playing around, not just journaling pre and post or, you know, daily journaling, but having a mental scorecard of how you felt during each shot during the round or each hole and assessing that after every three holes. And it's a great strategy to, you know, really get on top of, you know, these 
high and low anxiety levels that uh, and the stress that you put yourself under, especially in a, you know, trying to perform and break handicaps and that sort of thing. So it's 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 great. Thank you for doing that. The other thing I want to do is a, another thank you uh, to the Aussie Golfer um, blog. So you can see that on online, aussiegolfer.com.au. It's a blog, and a media service, I guess. You can get a lot of golf-related content on there. Uh, on September the 6th, they put an article out that said uh, their favourite golf podcasts that they listen to, and there's about seven podcasts on there, of which we were one of the podcasts that uh, was mentioned in that article. Uh, so he mentioned that he likes to listen to the uh, personal nature of, of Ross and Mike and Rodney, or Rocket, they referred to Mike and Rod. I'm and gonna. You're gonna have to start bleeping my actual name out because it just feels really weird. Sorry, like mate. the only time my actual first name gets used is when I'm in trouble. Sorry, mate. And uh, he also mentioned uh, Ross is involved in the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast and Golf Rules Questions Podcast. So thank you very much. And the other thing is, you know, we like to talk about health, men's health, where possible. Um, once again, check in with yourself during this time because a lot of people are as we get longer and longer into this Melbourne lockdown and Sydney lockdown starting to get a little bit challenged in the space. So check in with your mate, check in with yourself. But one of the things I did recently on turning, did I tell everyone that I turned 50 recently? I know it's hard to believe because I yeah, have a look, there's no wrinkles here. I, I know it's, it's insane to believe that I'm 50. I know, thank you very much. You would get asked for your ID all the time. Pretty much. Um, but one of the things that uh, you guys are a fair way away of getting to this point, so you've got away, but I'm sure there are some listeners out there that are about to turn 50. Uh Within about a week of you turning 50, you get something from the Australian uh, Health Department, the government, uh, through the mail, a little package that says, uh, we want to test you for bowel cancer. And uh, you have to uh, basically take a sample of your poo and put it into these little vials and send it back up to the lab in Sydney, and they send you the results. So I got my results today. Everything's great. But I know someone in the industry that you know, also recently turned 50 uh, did the test, and the results weren't as great. So it really is, and it's probably doing the test early has saved him potential. Um, I, yeah. I I buy that kit. I spend the hundred dollars. There you go. To buy that kit every year and have done for the last couple of years. Mm. I ain't waiting. Well, I waited, but I waited to the time when uh, they sent it to me, and I hadn't really given it much thought. But uh, anyway, not wanting to. I think it's a. It's not ending the podcast on a down because it's an up because of more. more no, um, everyone. Awareness. Every, no, the thing is though, it's just you know, don't. It is. It's just don't wait. Like yeah. I'm not. I'm not waiting until I get one. Yes, it's great that you you get one sent. You know, as soon as you turn the big five zero. But the thing is though, for a hundred bucks, mm. for a bit of <laughs> peace of mind. And just being on top of it, like it's... Hmm. So it's reminded me of a couple of other things. So, you know, what I need to get attended to, and this is really important for golfers, you know, at my age, um, you know, especially with my skin type, being fair-skinned, you know, I can start to see a few little blemishes here on my hands, a few little marks around here. Yeah, I'm showing my age, thank you. Um, yeah, sun, sun damage, really important. So, you know, get yourself checked out, people. Do the tests, get yourself checked out. Be preemptive like rocket preemptive strikes could save a life um, to my friend and colleague in the industry, you know, who's going through some treatment now as a result of getting one of these tests. It could have saved his life. Wish him all the best. So, yeah, so just be happy and healthy, guys. Do the mental work, do the physical work and um, look after yourself. Yeah, on the skin one, I know that's another one I get super paranoid about. So sometimes every six months or it's every 12 months, I'm, I'm always having a bit of a check. And then, you know, mm. go see the GP or go to one of the, the 
sun places that check it out. I've had some, I've had a couple hacked out of my leg that turned out to be benign and stuff like that, but it's better to be safe because that stuff is nasty. Mm. Oh, Mike, you're okay, mate? Everything, everything all right with you, buddy? I'm good. I just, we can't leave without saying good luck to Herbie. It's his first uh, yes. official start this week in the Fortinet at, uh, in Napa, the old Safeway. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a tough, it's normally a week where you'd sort of sit there and be all charged up for the rookies coming off the Corn Ferry, but a bloke named John Rams decided to go and play there. So what's that'll the, be. What's the tournament? Fortinet. It used to be the oh. Safeway. It's had about Sorry. 87 different sponsors. Yeah, uh, that's the under, under underperformance firewall open. Is that what I, I – it's, it's something to do with IT, isn't it, I think? Yeah, the rockets. Oh, the rockets I know. I know. Know. That's, so why the, the, that's why I called it the underperformance firewall open. They're right. selling to you. But uh, Herbie's around 100 to 1. I hope there's but, um, one that works for Fortinet that's listening to this. <laughs> so good luck to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was great to get the scoop uh, from uh, Dom as a party uh, and put that uh, little catch up that I had with him as a podcast uh, the week before Golf Australia's podcast. We were able to catch up with Dom as a party and talk to Luke, uh, Tim about Lucas's performance. So we were there first. Nah, 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 nah. Um, but uh, <laughs> once again, you can you can see Dom and I catching up on YouTube where the real intention of me catching up with him and putting it out as a podcast and videoing it was um, a, to get a bit more practice about this whole video thing. And uh, he gave me a chipping lesson in the backyard. So you can see my uh, shabby backyard, uh, me doing some chipping and John, Don, Dom uh, checking in with that. And, uh, and we caught up a little bit about Lucas. You know, we're both very boyish about Lucas's performance. His game mm. suits America. He suits America. I think person, personality-wise, he suits being over there. He wants to be there. So uh, he's in a good space. You know, he does his own thing, goes his own way, floats his own boat. But, um, you know, let's see. Good luck, Lucas. Mm. All right, guys, that's it. We're done. We're done. Excellent. We are done. Thanks for listening, it, and we'll bring see. Bring on the Ryder Cup. Bring on the Ryder Cup. Go Europe. Go Europe. We'll see you next week, everyone, and uh, look forward to watching the Ryder Cup with you. And uh, Rocket, any chance of getting back on the Twitters? No. Okay. We'll see you next week. <laughs> minus minus Rocket on the Twitters. Woo!